Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now sit back, please, and enjoy Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. by the Wizard of Weird. This is Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. I am Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of What UFOs have I seen with my own two eyes? What do I think may happen this year with UFO disclosure? And what in the world is an O UFO? Well, I'll get into that. And yes, I have an O UFO tone to play for you. And this is different than the kinds of tones I usually play on this show. This thing came from one of them. All right. A lot to cover on this program. But first off, you know, 21, excuse me, 2021 is is kicking off as another chaotic year. But on a personal note, I just want you to know my resolution for this year. I think it's good to tell others your resolutions. It puts a little extra pressure on you to keep them. And 2020 was so full of fear and negativity that I am personally hitting the positivity reset button. And the first thing I do is reread all of my favorite manifestation works. And by doing so, creating the best possible sphere of health and abundance around myself and all of you. And thank you for being a friend, a supporter, a listener of this show. Nobody brainwashes me but me. All right? I want you to think about that because that's what you have to do. You have to focus on what you can create and let the process begin there and move from there out into your life, into your community, and then finally the world at large. And if you need help, if you still are like, oh, I can't climb out from underneath the burden of this last year, I promise you, if you read my book, Use the Force, A Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction, it will help you. It will change your life. And right now, all the printed copies are sold out. I don't know when they will be available again. But you can go to joshuapwarren.com. You'll see a picture of the book right there on the homepage. Click it. You can read the book as an instant download anywhere in the world for $9.95. Or you can listen to me read the whole thing to you uh, if you go to Audible. And those links are there for you. But uh, that is a big part of... Um, my reset this new year. And I also realized that no matter how chaotic things may get, there are often times when it really brings out the best in people. 
and it helps show us how times are often better than we think and and we take them for granted and how sometimes true miracles do happen you know that big bomb that went off in nashville on christmas day it produced a, a, a miraculous story. They call it the Nashville Blast Miracle. I was just reading about this in various news sources. There was a woman who had just recently moved from California to Nashville and got like an apartment right there next to the blast site and put her bed, her brand new bed on Christmas Eve. <laughs> she, she, she set it up right next to the window where this blast was going to be. And then hours before, she got an inkling, is what they said, to move her bed, and she moved it to the other side of the room, and when that bomb went off, it would have killed her. Okay, I mean, all that glass would have gone in. She said, I'm definitely lucky. I do feel like God works in mysterious ways. That's her quote. So keep that in mind. You know, miraculous things can happen for you. Secondly... Uh, gosh, I don't think anybody got proper exercise in the year 2020. We were all on lockdown and a lot of us still are. So yes, as cliched as it is, I'm going to lose about 15 pounds and I don't give out, uh, advice on diet and medical stuff, but I will tell you what I'm doing to, to trim off the 15 pounds I put on by not getting out as much in 2020. I bought a pad and a pen and a calculator that I'm keeping right there in my kitchen. And I know that when actors need to gain a bunch of weight or lose a bunch of weight for a role, they just focus on counting calories. And I know that there's a lot more that goes into diet than that, but that's what I'm doing. And one of the nice things about doing it that way, yes, you could get a phone or an app and do it. But if you just get old fashioned pen and pencil, you put it there on the counter. And then I say to Lauren, Lauren, you can look at whatever I'm eating whenever you want to, and uh, it will help you and me both be, be more aware of it. And simple things like that can get you started on that process. You just count those calories and you figure out how much you need to eat per day in order to lose a little weight, you know, or keep some weight where you want it to be. So that's a little tip for you. Um, but also, you know, one of my good friends, I've known a lot of old people who lived a long, long time healthy. You know, they may have gotten sick at the very end, but they stayed healthy. One of them was my old friend, Bill Banner, who was a, a broadcasting pioneer in Asheville, North Carolina. And he stayed slim his whole life and healthy up until he was, oh gosh, close to 80, I guess. And uh, he said that his little trick was that every evening uh, he would eat a bunch of popcorn. And sometimes that would be his only meal is popcorn because he said, you know, the popcorn would fill up his stomach. You don't have to over salt it or over butter it. And it's, it says, it, you know, fills up his stomach. It doesn't have many calories. And he said that was a very easy way for him to lose some, uh, some pounds and keep it off. So these are just little things you might want to consider if you're thinking about how to improve the way you feel and think as the new year goes on and, Gosh knows what kind of chaos may erupt. I also went a few days ago, and finally, uh, I took my exam and passed it to receive a ham radio operator's license. So 
one of the great things about ham radio is with ham radio, you can have your own portable device right there with your own independent power supply. You can put a Faraday cage around it if you want to protect it from an EMP. And if something happens and the cell phone towers go down and the grid goes down, it doesn't matter. You'll still be able to get on your radio and communicate with people far, far away, hundreds of miles, in some cases around the earth, depending on the situation. And uh, it's a great way to be able to stay in touch and know what's happening. Because imagine if you lost the Internet and your cell phone tomorrow, how would you find out what was going on? And cable, like all of it went down. So you might want to consider getting a ham radio license yourself. When I was in Puerto Rico, the ham radio operators were true lifesavers. I mean, when there was a hurricane and it would wipe out everything, they'd rely on them. There could be an earthquake or a tornado or anything. So you might want to consider getting a ham license. It was harder to get than I thought. I had to study pretty intensively for about a month. And a lot of it's very technical content. So you really have to uh, be good with technical language. But once you study for it, you know, you can go to the website ARRL. And uh, that's the amateur radio site. And they will tell you where you can go on a certain date and take the test in your community. Takes you about an hour to complete, costs you $15. They have a pool of 400 possible questions, but a computer selects 35 for you. And you sit down and you have to answer those 35 questions. And if you do that, you get your license and you're good for 10 years. So it's a very simple process, and it's really something that I believe everybody should look into. And who knows, maybe I'll talk more about that on a future podcast once I actually start using my license. Right now, I'm waiting for everything to be uh, processed properly. But, you know, ham radio played a, a big role in one of the most perplexing UFO experiences that I've had. And this, of course, was when I was in Puerto Rico. I'm going to tell you about that experience and how we used ham radio in a minute. And you may have heard, of course, that the Arecibo Observatory, the big observatory there in Puerto Rico, had to be torn down finally last year, at the end of last year. Um, it was just so damaged by the hurricanes that it just started falling apart. And so that's very sad. I felt quite um, nostalgic and I felt very, you know, um, let me put it this way. I was... I was glad I got to be there and do research at the Arecibo Observatory Station. Um, I felt very fortunate, but they are trying to rebuild it, and I have a feeling that they will rebuild it. And you may have heard there's a big buzz out there that sometime in the first half of this year, 2021, there is going to be a new UFO disclosure that it has been mandated now by legislation. And when we come back from our break, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm talking about. If you've heard maybe bits and pieces of this, fine. If not, I'll tell you the, the gist of it. And I'm going to then go on to tell you, bearing that in mind, look, I could give you all kinds of stories about people's experiences, and I could read emails to you, and I could go over history that you've heard a million times, but I'm going to do something different in this podcast. I'm going to break down and I'm going to just tell you plainly what I, Joshua P. Warren, have seen. 
with my own eyes when it comes to UFO activity over the past 30 years. I'm going to break it right down for you, and maybe you'll find some of it familiar. If you love amazing pictures, videos, and breaking content, be sure to sign up for my free e-newsletter at joshuapwarren.com. It takes two seconds, and you'll instantly receive a free digital good luck charm and instructions on how to cheaply make aura glasses at home that might allow you to see the other side. And on my website, take a look at the Curiosity Shop to find rare, amazing things you will not find anywhere else in the world. There is no period after the P in JoshuaPWarren.com. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more strange things coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. Want to meet like-minded people just like you? Go now to ParanormalDate.com. And now more Joshua P. Warren on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. And Military.com is one of many outlets to post this as part of the newly passed COVID-19 relief legislation. Lawmakers are demanding answers from U.S. intelligence agencies and the Defense Department on the potential existence of UFOs and other unidentified aerial phenomena. The $2.3 trillion omnibus appropriations legislation uh, passed last month and includes the Intelligence Authorization Act for Fiscal 2021, which provides more resources toward investigation gathering and strengthening open source intelligence collection among the agencies. And this is according to a release from Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio, who introduced the bill. Uh, the Senate passed the legislation. Some of that information includes what the Pentagon, the FBI, and its counterparts know about unidentified aerial phenomena, also known as anomalous aerial vehicles. Lawmakers expect to see a report on the collected UFO data in 180 days, okay, so we're talking no later than six months into the year 2021. Okay, so who knows what's going to happen? I'm going to give you my thoughts about what may happen, what we may get from this, realistically. But let me just start by, again, telling you some of the things that I have seen with my own eyes over the past 
30 years that have been UFO oriented. Now, I will tell you right up front, I've never seen what I know is an alien. I have been to Walmart a few times, so I probably have. But other than that, I do know, of course, when I was growing up about an hour away from Brown Mountain, side of the Brown Mountain lights, I saw so many weird lights hovering around and floating above that mountain that could easily be called UFOs that I won't even try to dig into that. That's a whole other show. At some point soon, I'm just going to do a whole Brown Mountain Light show and tell you everything about the Brown Mountain Lights. But people say they've been abducted up there and had all kinds of close encounters. And so I may have seen all kinds of UFOs, if you want to call them that, at Brown Mountain. But certainly I saw and even videotaped some lights there that uh, I cannot explain. But let's just move along. Uh, and for now, ignore that. So uh, I, I also want to mention now that, you know, for a long time, I hosted a show called Speaking of Strange in the Asheville, North Carolina region. And every year for about five years, we had a contest called the Speaking of Strange UFO Experience. And we invited all kinds of hobbyists and technicians to come out, model makers, and create Fake UFOs, we had a big party, we put them up in the sky at night, they had to be able to fly, and uh, we saw who could create the best UFO, and I was just amazed, I was astounded at how creative and how skilled some of these UFO makers were, hoaxers if you want to call them that, although we weren't hoaxing anybody, we all were just doing it for fun, but we were able to see how a lot of conventional stuff looks in the in the night sky. We did some in the day as well, but especially at night. And that would help to uh, analyze UFOs. So that has been uh, a, another valuable thing in my history. I have experienced knowing how you can be easily fooled by a lot of balloons. And, uh, well, now we have a lot of drones and things like that. So anyway, that said, of course... The first really huge and I guess like the, the, the most impressive UFO experience that I've ever had was in February of 2009 at night. I think it was around nine o'clock at night out right outside of Laughlin, Nevada. You've heard me talk about this before on the show. I was there with Dean Worsing and his son and uh, there were a couple other friends and we had three pairs of night vision goggles. And at one point, this absolutely enormous V-shaped craft appeared in the sky over the desert and very slowly moved from right to left over about maybe a minute and a half or two minutes. And even though it was only visible through the night vision goggles, uh, it was so big. And again, it just looked like more like a V than a triangle, but still, maybe that's just because we could sort of see that leading edge primarily through the night vision goggles. That was one of those things that just thinking about it to this day gives me goose, goosebumps and makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck because it was so big. It was so silent. It moved so slowly that, um, Look, you felt like that must be some kind of alien craft. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you, whether or not it was, because I realized it maybe this was some kind of 
amazing military technology. If so, it's still out there. It still has not been revealed and disclosed. But otherwise, uh, that was a truly life-altering experience seeing that. And in context, it's not that hard to believe because a lot of other people have seen similar uh, triangular and V-shaped craft around this area. Of course, Art Bell and his wife Ramona, they saw one of these gigantic things and it, it floated right over their heads outside of Pahrump, outside of their house in Pahrump, Nevada. And then that was in the 1990s. Also in the 90s, that's when Sean Kevin Jason had his experience just north of Las Vegas, where he was out in the desert near the Time Warp location. And uh, this gigantic triangular craft hovered over his car for like 10 minutes. So it's kind of common, relatively speaking, for people to encounter these big, giant V-shaped and, you know, triangular-shaped UFOs flying around the Las Vegas area. And Steve Barone has also gotten some uh, pretty fascinating footage showing craft like that that are moving, in some cases, in and out of Nellis Air Force Base. So who knows what that is? But honestly... Standing there, that did look like, to me, a big ship, all right? That looked like a big, fixed structure of some kind. That was my impression of it. But that's not the only kind of UFO out there. And, in fact, you know, some of the other really impressive experiences I had was in Puerto Rico. I I traveled back and forth to Puerto Rico between Puerto Rico and the, and the States, uh, for 15 or so years and lived there in Puerto Rico, uh, for five years. And I lived right near the Laguna Cartagena, which is, they call it the UFO Lagoon, which is on the southwestern side of the island near Bocaron and Lajas. So it's on the opposite side of the island from like San Juan, where most tourists go. And, this, you can just imagine, it's just a big Puerto Rican lagoon, like a big giant marsh. It was um, public land, so access was kind of restricted. And, uh, I mean, constantly people would tell me about seeing UFOs there. And, I mean, UFOs are big, 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 big. I mean, like, in Puerto Rico, everybody's got a UFO story, okay? they've It's very well known. And one... Night, I was at the Laguna Cartagena with a woman from Chicago who came down specifically to study UFOs and met up with me. She was a professional photographer, and the two of us went out to the Laguna at night. And I don't think you were even really legally supposed to be out there late at night. But anyway, we were able to get out there, and we walked out this, like, boarded platform way out into the middle of this Laguna. It was quite spooky. And, you know, there are little caimans and stuff like that out there. And uh, at one point, uh, we both looked up and straight overhead was this red light that just, boom, just appeared over top of us. It was like a red ball of light sitting still. As soon as both of us raised our cameras to try to photograph it, our cameras shut off. And we both had electronic cameras and we could not get them to work. After that, I started carrying a film camera with me at all times, but I did not have it with me that night. That figures, doesn't it? And this red ball sat over top of us while, and again, our cell phones, our cameras are just not responding at all, and then it just shoots off into the sky. 
That was an amazing experience. And then on another occasion at that same spot, I was there during the daytime, like two or three in the afternoon, hot and sunny day. And I was with a, a number of friends. Let's see, uh, Ron and Missy Hill, C. Eric Scott, uh, Shailene Gates. Uh, and we all looked out and saw at some point this little shiny metallic looking sphere just kind of bouncing around the surface of the Laguna and even got video footage and pictures of that. It was there for quite a while. This little look, imagine like a bright, shiny, um, a bright, shiny baseball or softball sized object, just sort of, yeah, just sort of skimming around the surface of the water. Once in a while, it might go under and then come up and maybe hover around a little bit. And then we, and we, we showed that footage to every fisherman and everybody who's out there on the water every day. And they either said they had no idea what it was or some had said, Oh yeah, I've seen that same thing. Yeah. That's one of them. That's one of them. But I think some of the greatest context that I have, some of the greatest information that I have about what many of these UFOs may be comes from something else that I explored during my years in Puerto Rico, which uh, led to a big experiment and led to me coining this phrase, O-U-F-O's. And so I want to tell you about what else was happening in Puerto Rico, what people were seeing, what I saw with my own eyes, what happened in the experiment, and what, what is a UFO that we call an O-UFO? I'll explain in the next segment. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. The four. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminess for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminess today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminess. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. This is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. I produced a 12-minute report. It's a video that you can watch freely, and if you've not seen this then you should definitely go watch this ASAP. Make a note of what I'm about to tell you. Uh, Or if you have seen it, go back and watch it again. Really, it's one of those things. Um, If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you know there's no period after the P, joshuapwarren.com, you'll see a section there at the top in the menu there called Gallery of the Strange. 
And when you click the gallery of the strange, you'll find links to all kinds of different weird subject matter. And it's a bit disorganized, but, uh, you know, that's what happens when <laughs> you do more research than web development throughout your life. It's kind of hard to keep up with it all. <laughs> when you get to the gallery of the strange, click the link that says, oh, UFOs, organic UFOs report. Oh, UFOs, organic UFOs report. And watch that 12-minute video there. Um, but let me give you the gist of some of what's in that video and the things that have made such a big impression on me and how I look at the UFO phenomenon from a different perspective than some people and perhaps on a on a broader scope. For one thing, people, as I mentioned, in Puerto Rico have been reporting seeing UFOs at least going back to... Well, I mean, you could you could dig up ancient records, but I mean, like, for example, I talked to a really old man. He was almost 100 years old, and he his father would see UFOs there. And we're talking, this was back in basically like the 1800s. And a lot of people have seen not just saucers flying around, but things that go in and out of the water and kind of shape shift and all that kind of business. But on April the 25th of 2013... Something especially amazing happened at 9.20 p.m. I was there uh, about, oh, an hour away. I was in Boca Ron, and this happened north of me at the Aguadilla Airport. And Homeland Security that night captured some kind of incredible UFO activity zipping around the airport. And... Puerto Rico being an island, everybody kind of knows everybody somehow. And word spread like wildfire that they got something up there. And it was, you know, my cousin got it. My my friend's brother got it. You know, that kind of stuff. Everybody kind of got the word. But it took a while before it was leaked. And when it was finally leaked, it was worth the wait. And you see this in the video that I put together for you. Um, basically we have this craft that's just zooming around the airport at night. It's thermal vision. So that removes a lot of the potential for optical illusions. And this craft is bouncing in and out of the water and just completely disregarding any kind of security protocols around an airport. At one point it goes into the ocean and then it emerges with a second object. They both zip around just kind of almost playfully uh, until they finally just sort of fly out and then dip into the ocean one last time and disappear. And all this happens right next to the Puerto Rico Trench, which is the deepest spot in the Atlantic Ocean, almost 30,000 deep, uh, 30,000 feet deep. So what the heck's down there, right? And... Uh, as I studied this kind of activity more and more and got better and better evidence, I started meeting people like a man named Daniel Metas Velez. And he was a native there who worked as a lifeguard. So every single day he was out there on the beach and he had tons of footage he'd captured of UFOs. And he explained to me that he was able to pretty much make them appear on demand telepathically. 
that this was a skill that had been passed down for thousands of years, that he was a direct descendant of the inhabitants of Puerto Rico known as the Taino Indians. These were the ones that Columbus encountered when he landed there in Puerto Rico in the late 1400s. And that the Taino had had a relationship with these things. And I became so intrigued with this, I started looking more and more into the ancient stuff. And I discovered that, sure enough, the Tainos had tons of these little statues they called Semi, C-E-M-I. And the Semi were these little saucer-shaped gods, as they called them, that they could communicate with. And these little gods would fly around the island and, you know, they had all kinds of usually positive interactions with the Sami. And so you'll find these Sami statues scattered around Puerto Rico and various ancient sites. There's even a museum of the Masi, of the Sami, uh, there in Puerto Rico that I visited. And I became more and more convinced that sure enough, these things have been flying around Puerto Rico for a long time and that these people have been able to sort of communicate with them. One of the weirdest things about this to me, however, is that they're roughly saucer shaped, but they supposedly were shape shifters. And this UFO that's seen zipping around the Aguadilla airport has a shape shifting quality. Sometimes it looks like a saucer and then it kind of looks like it changes shape a little bit. Almost like it's adjusting to these dramatic changes in the environment as it's passing through one medium to another, in and out of water, you know, going from air into water, water to air. It's going at an incredible speed. So I thought, you know what, let's see if I might be able to send out a big telepathic signal to attract one of these. And so I uh, did an experiment where basically I got my buddy ham radio operator uh, investigator Ellis down there to set up a big ham radio rig and broadcast a signal out into space uh, on the anniversary of the wow signal. If you don't know what that is, look that up. A signal that scientists got from space that they couldn't explain. And we broadcast this invitation to them out in space. Come to this particular spot particular set of gps coordinates where i had a webcam set up running live streaming it for hours on the internet and we also asked other ham radio operators to do the same thing and we had george nori host of coast to coast am record a special greeting that everybody played over and over greeting to tell them we you know we we uh, come in peace and we hope you come in peace and all, you know that all that kind of stuff we asked people to use their telepathy. We asked Dr. Mulder to use wishing machines and radionics and pro to project this invitation to them. And amazingly, on this date, at this location, right around the time I wanted to have one of these things appear, guess what? One appeared. It swooped down straight over my camera, sat there for a second, and then shot straight back up into the sky. And when it did this, it created a high-pitched tone. 
And I actually was at my house when this happened, but I wasn't looking at the screen. Lauren and I heard this high-pitched tone. And I was like, what the heck was that? Because this thing had been running already for a couple hours and we hadn't gotten anything like that. And so we went over and we realized there was no like feedback. So it took us a while to go back and see Eric Scott was analyzing stuff for us at the time in Washington, D.C. And he goes, man, look at this. And we realized this thing had created this tone. Now, I'm going to play this tone for you in a little bit that was actually picked up by my equipment there when this thing appeared i'm going to play it for you three times because it when it zipped off into the sky you know it was pretty fast so i'll play it first at normal speed and then the second time a little slower so it'll be a little lower pitch and the third time a little slower so it'll be an even lower pitch and that this would be one of those wonderful tones for you to play if you are trying to see if you can make a ufo appear and any of you audio people out there, you should take this tone and you should also run it through your processors and see if you can extract more information from it. Because so far, um, I haven't been able to really interpret what what this tone may be trying to communicate. All right. And so, again, I'll play that for you in a minute. But I started thinking if these are. Sometimes little things, sometimes they're big things. They're kind of shape-shifting. They tend to communicate. They seem to be conscious-sensitive. Is there more of an organic component to them than just being a machine, right? Is it possible that these are OUFOs, organic UFOs, that these are more like cyborgs? Okay, these are both conscious and machines. They are both animate and inanimate, organic and organic material. Okay, we try to we think of what organic and inorganic material. Well, they don't they don't mesh. They're two separate things. But uh, hey, what what are you? You're made up of of iron and nickel. And all, you know, all these things that we consider inanimate substances. And so you're kind of like a cyborg also, because you have consciousness and you have all this type of metallic material. So maybe we can call them more like artificial intelligence. But really, it's just intelligence. Do you remember that movie Battery is Not Included? How the little flying saucers look like machines, but they were actually conscious machines. I think we're going to find something more like that is what we are often dealing with when we address UFOs. When we come back from this break, I'm going to play the tone for you and I'm going to give you my conclusion at this point on what we're going to learn in this new disclosure what are we actually going to be told this year and how much do they know i'm joshua p warren you're listening to strange things on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network and i will be right back don't go anywhere there's more joshua p warren and strange things coming right up 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, the Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you now. Go to CoastToCoastAM.com for more information. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, 
Joshua P. Warren. And there are many different strange things flying around out there. They're all UFOs, if you don't know what you're looking at. One UFO for one person is not a UFO for another person. Uh, I bet a pilot or an astronaut would be able to recognize more things in the sky than the average person. But if you don't know what you're looking at, it's a UFO. But are some of those things, those UFOs also, oh, UFOs, oh, organic UFOs. Again, I'm talking about something like a cyborg like a conscious, sensitive machine. And that's why we have such a tough time understanding them, categorizing them. They don't neatly fit within the way that we humans at this point in time divide life and technology, right? Biology is too different from the mechanics of physics. And it's all too different from quantum mechanics right and then you have psychology and how all that fits in and (laughs) we're a long way from that you know universal theory i guess call it a unified field perhaps but anyway here you go here is this tone that was created by this what i call ofo that appeared on command more or less exactly where we wanted it to, in Puerto Rico. And uh, once again, if you have not seen my 12-minute video report, it's free. All you have to do is go to joshuapwarren.com and click the gallery of the strange and look for the heading there that says OUFOs and just watch the 12-minute video. I'm telling you, you, you will see footage of UFOs from Puerto Rico that you've never seen anywhere else unless you've seen my video before. And uh, and they don't look like what you're expecting in many cases. It's a different type of thing. You really have to see it to understand it. But this is the tone that was created because this thing um, flew down and then shot straight up into the sky, which, by the way, nothing else does that. Uh, it did it quickly and it, and it created this high pitched tone. This is, I guarantee you, this is nothing conventional. It's not an insect. Nothing does this. The tone only lasts a few seconds. So I'm going to play for you um, about a, a, a close to a 20 second clip right here where you're going to hear the same tone, but it's going to be repeated. So you'll hear it three times. The first time you'll hear it at real speed as it shot up. And then again, slowed down a little bit more the second time. And then the last time slowed down even more. So you ready? Here is the tone that was created on my microphones by an O-U-F-O. I'm looking forward uh, to seeing what experimental results I get from people who go out and play that tone and uh, and see what happens. 
And, and maybe not just in the sky, maybe just in, in your life, right? So what, what does all this mean? It does start to become a little bit much to comprehend, doesn't it? What if the government has to disclose something to us this year? Well, what are they going to disclose? What's the big message? Well, I guess here's my point telling you about not just stories I've heard or things I've watched in documentaries, but just, you know, giving you my own personal experiences. And they're a little varied because, like I say, the thing I saw that looked like a triangle looked more like a fixed wing. Um, not a fixed wing, but like a fixed structure craft. And then you have this stuff in Puerto Rico that looks more like shape shifting. You have to take all that into consideration. So my point is regarding any type of disclosure. My point is these UFOs are so complex that they often operate more like telepathic, conscious, sensitive, shape-shifting spirits than stiff, structured, piloted machines. And I believe we will receive more UFO disclosure this year, but I don't believe anybody in the government really even truly understands what most of this stuff is that's flying around out there. They don't even know. They can't even grasp it because it is anomalous. It is on the fringes, and it's not usually directly related to the task at hand. And even if we had all the money in the world and all the resources to put into it, I'm not sure that humans are capable of truly understanding what this is. I know that they know some things. I do believe they have some bodies of some kind from the Roswell incident. But I don't believe most of the UFOs out there are even like the Roswell craft. I don't think most of the UFOs crash. I mean, that would be a heck of a thing for them to have the technology to come here and do all of this mind-boggling stuff, these amazing maneuvers, and then crash. I don't think most of them crash. So it will be interesting to see what we get this year from the government, but I don't think that we'll ever really know the fuller scope of the UFO phenomenon unless they... The aliens themselves, so to speak, decide to allow us to experience them in mass. And if they just like to watch us from afar, well, they may try to intentionally stay hidden. But I think there's a good chance that they will show themselves to us in mass again someday, just like they apparently did in ancient times, according to all of the ancient texts. Now, will that be good or bad? It depends. But I do believe that we will have more information on what the government knows this year. I don't think they know nearly as much as we hope, but I think that we will know more about what they know, and that's very exciting. 
It reminds me of this account that I got I want to share with you from a man named Don Warwick. He had this uh, experience in 1982 in Maricopa County, Arizona. He said, I had been hunting at Table Mesa late one afternoon and was headed back to camp on a narrow dirt road. The road went over a berm, and on the other side, I saw a light shining up that I assumed was a truck coming toward me. I got out of its way by getting off the road. I went out into the desert, and as I waited for the vehicle to pass, I noticed the light stayed in the same place. I moved up the berm to look over it, and that's when I saw the spacecraft with strange-looking beings outside it. The creatures were short, three to four feet tall with big eyes. I aimed my gun at them as they saw me, and they moved quickly back into the craft. I got down off the berm fast, and as I was running through the desert, I tripped on a jumping cactus, whatever that is. He says, it embedded into my leg. The craft became airborne and flew toward me, stopping overhead where it hung suspended for about 15 seconds. It then accelerated very quickly and shot straight up and was gone. The reason I'm reading this to you right now is because this comes from a man who had his gun aimed at an alien. The alien's head was right there in the crosshairs, and the alien did not vaporize him. Instead, they fled. They left. And people have said to me, do you think, Josh, when you're out there trying to bring these things down, you're sending out signals and invitations that you are calling on the war of the world's? that you're being irresponsible, that these things may come down here and kill us and eat us all? Well, I think if that's what they wanted to do, they would have done it already. And if they ever want to do it, then I don't think that there's much we're going to be able to do about it. And so I don't really believe that we have anything to fear from the aliens. Uh, if anything, they might find us to be silly little creatures who actually believe that we are somehow so important that they need to land on the White House lawn. But I've thought about it quite a lot, and I suppose that if I have to pick and choose, if something has to destroy humans, I think I'd rather have the aliens come here and wipe us all out. Because at least then, we'd feel a little bit better about ourselves than if we end up wiping ourselves out. Right? That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop, all at joshuapwarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.